The snap, the put down, the swing of the leg. It is on its way. It is good! Cincinnati wins the American Championship! Here comes Bosa. Here comes the quarterback, Burrow. Looking for a block, and he got it up on the front by Hopkins into the end zone. Touchdown! What a skip! There's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos. It will be a home run. And so that'll make it a 4-0 ball game. Welcome back. Gentlemen, it has been a week since I saw your shining faces. But here we are. And now you're a whole year older. It's it's true. A whole year since last week. You made it a whole time around the earth. That's yes. Yeah. I, mean, I, 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 I was. Yeah. I, Might be time for some just for men for those little gray spots there. On oh, the beard. No. Maybe a sponsor, Ed. Can you get on that? Yeah, we'll work on just for men. I'll get right on it. <laughs> it's distinguished. That's what I'm told. Oh. It's salt and pepper? Yeah, that, I don't... Not not the red salt and pepper. Red salt... It's salt and red pepper. Uh, it's whatever. like cayenne pepper. Cayenne pepper, yeah. <laughs> In any case, this is part of the punctuation. I'm Aaron. We got Ed and Jeff. You guys, it has been quite a week for these Cincinnati Reds. Let's go Red Legs. I don't know what's going them? on with them. The offense is insane right now. I can't imagine that any pitcher feels good about having to go India, Castellanos, Winker, or in India, Winker, Castellanos. And I all mean, of a sudden, in any order, it's still scary. Yeah. I, I, and now you've got Vado, who's, you know, back to banging. Suarez. Suarez is starting to come alive. You know, I mean, he's getting, he's getting doubles. He's, you know, he's not just, Home run or nothing. And now you got the Punisher in the lineup. He had a dinger last night. Jonathan that was India a leads, shot. Jonathan India leads the team in triples this year. So I it's, mean, he's fast. India's fast, right, Ed? Fast, boy. <laughs> Unreal. I censored myself. So the Reds are 8-2 and two over their last 10. Um, so we can't... The only way that we're going to gain any ground on the Brewers is essentially playing the Brewers, right? Right. Yeah, because they're they're what also, also they, eight and I two think, over their last. I think they're what are they ten? I think they're ten and three on their last thirteen as well. Um, I I'm on ESPN and I, it only shows their last ten, but yeah, okay. I mean, the the two losses of of those eight and two for the Brewers, the Reds are the Reds, and the Reds two losses in those eight and two. <laughs> The Brewers. the Brewers. So it's, it's, uh, you know, they're, they're finding themselves four games back right now, depending on what happens tonight. It is a pitcher's duel tonight as Castillo is, uh, he's into the seventh. Yeah. He's, uh, only at like, I think, uh, 87, 91, pitches. 91. 91 now. That okay. was just 92. So his ERA uh, has dropped down to 589. And I mean, he was, he started season off terrible. 
but it's good to see him atrocious is the word to use it's it's really funny though as you know you see some of these pitchers on this fall off a cliff as they're not using the The, enhancers they're not using these enhancers on on the balls anymore but castillo on the other hand is trending up so it's uh very interesting as as these trajectories are very very different well, like I, like we talked about last week, I mean, I think that's going to bring everybody back to back to the mean, back as it were. Uh, you know, when you get spin rates coming down for some people, and other people are staying about where they were, start to be able to pick out maybe maybe he was using the spider tack and who wasn't. Well, and you see all of these pictures that are coming out publicly and saying like. Why are we doing this? I don't understand. Or you I don't know, have an I-, I don't have an issue with them using a little spider tag. I mean, I've seen some like- videos come out today of how sticky that stuff is. Like it's, I mean, it's it's some strong stuff. I mean, there was a, a play for the the Cardinals where Molina couldn't find the ball because it was stuck to his chest gear. Yep, wasn't that last year? I think so. Yeah. Or two years ago, maybe I do remember that play, but that's inst- that's crazy that the ball has that much stuff on it. Like, so you how know, does you it have just? These, you have these. I mean, how does it even ahead. come off their hand after they pitch it? Like, it, I mean, that stuff looks strong. Like, I mean, when you when you're, I mean, when you're when you're, I guess you're just on your on, yeah. I mean, you're. It's gonna, you know. I mean, they're not coating their whole like their whole hand isn't coated in it. Well, no, but yeah, if it's, it's sticky enough to stick to like, Molina's chest protector, it's not like when you know, it's not when like football players are like you know. Well, I mean, now they can wear those glo- those Under Armour gloves, which you know, I, I got a pair for my I, kid. I, uh, uh, my I got a, my kid's got Under Armour ones, but I just, the NFL sponsored with Nike. Yeah, so I mean, you throw the ball at him, like it's not going anywhere, right? Yeah, like. My kid can catch a football just with his hand like this. And <laughs> I mean, I definitely, it, you know, I definitely had a couple so, pairs of those during flag football. But I don't know. I don't really have an issue with with like you know, because here's the thing that like we talked. We also talked about this last week. Right. You're gonna, you've got these guys that are now starting to throw the ball. It, like, think like just a few years ago when somebody was scaring triple digits, you're like, oh man, that's like big news like that he's like throwing 97 98 and now if your guys aren't throwing 97 98 it's a big deal you know they're like right like oh man how long is this guy gonna last in the league you know you don't have like the at 95 right like you don't you right you don't have like you know the the greg maddox is out there throwing like you know low 90s and bronson arroyo right bronson arroyo you just don't have that anymore. So, like, you got these guys throwing so hard, and and maybe maybe you tell them like, you know, maybe the solution to that is, you know, don't don't rear back and throw that hard if you can't control it without spider tech. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's uh, it's quite the conundrum the MLB has found itself in because for so long they didn't care, they didn't crack down on any of this stuff, even though it was a rule and against the rules to basically doctor the baseballs as a as a pitcher Mm -hmm. and so now you have these guys who are like they're kind of freaking out because you can't do that in the middle of the season why would you you can't just change the rules well hey bud 
the rules were always there. Like, yeah. <laughs> like what do you I, mean? It's like so we said last got, week. You, the the MLB had no problem doctoring the balls so they'd fly out of the park, but they right. have a problem with a little sticky tack. All right. That, that is true. I mean, the, the MLB does. I mean, it's no secret. The MLB does pick and choose what they're going to, you know, enforce or what what new you know thing they want to look into and uh it you know i guess they decided that you know a whole bunch of strikeouts and no hitters and stuff aren't exciting so we want to see the ball fly out of the park some more well they were talking about this on the broadcast earlier tonight and i'm curious as to what your guys thoughts are on it but if you know the first pitcher who gets hit with this cuz somebody inevitably inevitably right. is going to be hit with this it's an automatic ejection from the game a 10 game suspension thereafter do they eject the manager too is it like is it like well it's that's probably going to happen because the manager's probably going to lose his entire mind i want you know it to I mean? be like, a, like i know that this this sounds like i want it to be a cardinal just because i want to see mike <laughs> show come out and lose his ever loving mind Here's the thing, though. If Man. you if you if you continue to use spider tack or anything like that, because from my understanding, they said that the the umps are going to be checking throughout the game. Yeah. You can so, challenge at any point in time and have them go check. So it has, does it have to come from a, like a challenge like that, or can the the umpire just decide like, man, we're going to? I mean, here's the thing: is like, do they get real time? Do they get real time statistics on the on these spin rates? I'm sure they do. I don't. I so mean, I, is it is it potential that New York is going to be like, hey? Check uh, this out. La- you know, the first three innings, he was, you know, at like 2,600 on his curveball. And all of a sudden now he's, you know, this inning, he's at like 2,900, 3,000. Uh, go out there and go out there and, and check him over. Like, is this going to be like a police pat down? And be like, hand over the glove. Let me see your hat. Like, I mean, I'm sure some team they, has uh, some kid uh, up in a booth somewhere doing the calculations throughout the whole game, I'm sure. Probably. Yeah. I mean, it's not even necessarily calculations. It's just literally looking at the the spin rate. I mean, right. that's so my my thing is who who installs the technology in the in the stadiums that that reads the spin rates. I don't know the answer to that. Really good question. So it, I mean, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know how like. I mean, there have been reports and things that came out of like, uh, you know, back when velocity was starting to like climb and some pitchers were really getting like juiced up on like looking up and seeing that, you know, they were, they were hitting 98, 99 uh, and like there was talk that some teams were, were, uh, dumbing down their radar guns so that it would read like 93, 94 and, you know, like, trying to get in these pitchers heads. Can they mess with the the equipment there so that it you know isn't necessarily reading like high spin rates? I would imagine it's probably the ballpark that installs it. Like so, you know, like the, the team's Reds in charge be, of it. I, like similar to the radar guns. And here's the reason why I say that is because I got a buddy who works for him and he flies out to Arizona every year to install all the cameras and the and all that kind of stuff. So. I wonder if he's installing so if I'm a, the radar guns. So if I'm stuff. a major league, if I'm a major league team, I'm I'm getting rid of all of it. I'm not reporting back my my spin rate. Like you're not going to be able to get my spin rate numbers. It's a party over there. <laughs> yeah, 
It is. <laughs> Carrie wasn't uh, feeling well. She went to bed early, and the kids have the, the run of the house. The prisoners are running the asylum. <laughs> it is. It is along those lines. Yes. <laughs> so, I don't. I'm. I'm with you though. Like, if if you have to report, don't report it. Maybe you don't have to report now. Well, I mean, like, otherwise the MLB is gonna. The MLB would have to pay to install in all of the ballparks and maintain them themselves because otherwise, if I'm if I'm the Reds or I'm the Dodgers who just paid Trevor Bauer all kinds of money, you know what I mean? Obscene uh, money, yeah. At, at 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 home games, Trevor Bauer's numbers aren't getting reported. I'm sorry. You're gonna have less data on Trevor Bauer. Or if you know that your guys aren't using any type of substance you make sure that you have all of the stats being reported because you know that a team coming in right yeah could potentially be using mm-hmm. so i don't know it's it's going to be an interesting dynamic wow. to see the way that mlb would you say it's here. a sticky situation <laughs> that's a good one i was just looking up so i did a google search and i know it didn't pull up anything great but i who installs the spin rate software for the MLB. And there's this trackmanbaseball.com and you can buy the software. It's, it's is it, amazing. Is it, is it, is it trackman? Yeah. Trackman. That, that's who, that, that's who like uh, a lot of, they're a big golf company. They, they install those like systems that read like the, um, you know, all the data from golf balls. Trackman, they're really expensive. It's like twenty grand for one of those machines. It's just a little camera with an iPad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's wild. That is crazy. But yeah, it'll be it'll be very interesting to see the way that this all develops and how hardcore they're really going to be cracking down. Because, I mean, kind of going back to the point that I wanted to make earlier, you know, you got ten games. If a pitcher gets caught with it, if it's a reliever, you know, you're missing on who knows how many appearances they could have had over that that 10 games. Uh, if it's a starter, you're missing two starts. And the team can't just – you still count as a roster spot. So the team, you know, much in the same way that Amir Garrett, when he was suspended, um, you know, they weren't allowed to just bring in another player. So you, you're down a pitcher at that point. Yeah. For 10 games. That's if it's a starter, that's that's real bad. Paid. Well, I mean, if it's if it's a starter, they're gonna they're well gonna miss probably one start because you could probably jockey your rotation a little bit. So they're gonna miss it. Well, they're gonna miss the start, the the remainder of whatever game it is. So depending on what inning they are caught, um, and then probably their next one, you know, if it's one of your top guys, you're probably gonna jockey your rotation. If it's not, maybe you just you just eat that other that other spot and move your rotation around, but that could still have effects on your, uh, uh, you know, if you're moving some guys up a day and like yep. they lose a day of rest and now like, and we all know how like I mean from watching like Trevor Bauer's blogs last year like how important it was to be on a on Schedule. a certain routine. routine. Yeah, I don't know. That could be a be uh, certainly be like a, a trickle down effect a, across an entire team. And if oh, you've got sure. more than one starter using it and they get caught like within the same like suspension window. I mean, yeah. you can you imagine like losing like you know like two two starters out of your rotation within you know 
a five game span? I don't want to imagine it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, I mean if, it, if it was your closer, though, or something like, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. But it's, it, you know, God forbid it's anybody out of our. Oh, wait. I mean, they've been very but good recently. I, they have. I'm just it's true. Like even even uh, the start with uh, the guy with the little arms, um, Santian. San- <laughs> little arms. Yeah, they they commented on it several times. I think Larkin called him little arms, and once you see it, you can't unsee it. It was it was pretty wild. Like I kept I, I was I was joking around saying he should walk off the mound as like a T Rex, like. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Like in wow. celebration. <laughs> oh, I didn't think a T-Rex impression was what, where the show was going to go tonight. All right. And here we are. Well, well done. Way You're to go. For all of that. My, my T-Rex is a little uh, little weaker than like, you know, Jurassic World where it's like, <gasps> you know, whatever. But So my um, question is, this is another night where a red starter has gone 100 plus pitches. Yep. Seven innings, 109 pitches, three hits. He got himself out of a jam too. He did too. Seven Ks. It, it was nice. Oh, what's that? I was just gonna say it was nice to see David Bell actually stick with the guy instead of bringing the bullpen in in the and, jam and hitting a hit going with a like a quadruple switch. It, and inherited runners and all of that. Like I think it was much better for Castillo to get out of that jam, and that's gotta feel good for him too. Like for sure, that's Absolutely. the kind of that's the stuff that you can build on throughout the season, not like. Oh, coach! Coach didn't have the, the the balls to to keep me in, really. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's a vote of confidence across the board. Love to see it, but I mean the the, the Reds have really, uh, you know, it. Here's what scares me. Is you've got you've got the Reds now starting to to look like a a pretty good team. Are you you hear my kids going crazy? That's you, fantastic. That's what scares yeah. me. Yeah. I know, so right? You, you, you've got the Reds looking like they're they're doing pretty well here, and if they can't maintain it, and they're just close enough that they don't do anything, buying or selling, and then you kind of end up in a in another sit. You know what I mean? No, you're well, right. And I don't know. I don't think you can you can't you can't get upset with them for for not buying not being buyers yet because. Not yet. At, oh. at least at this point in the season, because it's still too early to be making some of those those trades in, in hopes. And, and not to mention, the team is really clicking. Like, you know, who who would you get rid of at this point to try and bring in some additional help? You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's it's a it's a tough call because the guys are all like and who knows how the actual dynamics of the clubhouse go, but I would imagine like some of these guys are are pretty big personalities. And so if you move a piece that, you know, maybe somebody was like best friends with or something like that, that could be an issue. I mean, Vado has talked about how just last night he was talking about how the younger guys have really like just kind of helped him and pushed him to try and be a better player out on the field, which is crazy because he's, you know, we all, as we all know, he's the highest paid player out there. He's, you know, the guy who has been an MVP and he's still finding motivation from the young kids to go out there and put his best foot forward. I think honestly, like the only, the only, the only piece you can really move off of this, off of this team is, is maybe I know Clay's going to be upset with me is maybe a Tyler Naquin. 
Maybe that's like, I mean, and I don't know who you bundle that with. Maybe a couple minor leaguers that we don't know anything about, but Clay's not here to give us any more information on that. So, because you would think it would have to be a log jam in, You've right. got a log jam in the outfield. You really do. I mean, you, you've got the two best hitters in baseball. Who right now are leading, they're two of the leading outfielders for the uh, the All-Star game. So it's it's good to see, you know, the, the fans getting it right. Yeah, Dude, they better they better both be starters for sure. And if they're not, that is a travesty. They're jockeying for MVP. Not according to Buster Olney. Well, we we already hit on that. <laughs> I don't want to go back there again. But listen to my podcast because you know I'll I'll talk about it all there. Get out of here, clown. <laughs> Damn. Maybe we can get him to come on here like... Uh, no shot. Buster? Yeah, Buster could come on our show like uh, Jack went and talked to Mo. Nah, we're, we're well, not ESPN. We can Mina talk Kimes. about that later, too. Mina Kimes is on Locked on Bengals. Okay. I, I saw that she, like, she... After after the uh, the clip that painted her in a... Negative light? Not-so-good not light. Mm-hmm. But she, she came to defend herself, and she came with facts. In any case, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think I think you do have a log jam in, in in the outfield. I mean, you have what you have Winker, you have Castillo, or um, I'm sorry, Winker Castellanos, not uh, Naquin, Shogo, Aquino, Punisher. Yeah, and then I don't know. I mean, you but even it. even moving one of any of those people, well, I mean, I I don't think if you're contending, you're moving a Winker or a Castellanos, but. I sincerely doubt they'd move Shogo because that contract versus the production on the field is not apples to apples. Well, they did just have the Shogo bobblehead night, so they don't have to worry about that. It was like a two night event, though. Like, well, yeah, it's true. But like, you got you got to remember in the past, uh, Castellini will not move a guy if we're getting ready to have his bobblehead night. Well, they're not going to move Shogo anyway. I know. I'm just saying. But so that means that, it's that's either... what leads me to say that it would be Nickwin. Naquin's the only one currently with any level of value. Or Aquino. If, that, if Aquino that you're, ta- you're going to move. If Aquino takes off. Like right now you have, Aquino, six yeah. out, you have six outfielders currently on the roster because Heineman's still here. And he got oh, a that's start. True. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like what are, we, what are we doing here? Why do we have so many outfielders at the big league level? This is, this is wild. And zero shortstops. Well, there is that. So it should be interesting to see what they do. Maybe maybe you're able to, um, you know, throw some some cash at a at a team with somebody who's on a one year deal, um, you know, kind of along the same lines. I don't feel like they had to give up much of anything when they brought in um, um, the shortstop with the braids. Help me out here, the Galvis. Galvis. Yes, thank Freddie. you, Freddie Galvis. He's currently playing for the Baltimore Orioles. So they, I don't think they give up much at all when they brought him in. Um, no. They got him from Toronto. Correct. I thought they picked him up off waivers. And, you know, I think you might see some of that, too, as the season progresses, where maybe you got a guy who wasn't, you know, doing a whole lot or wanted to go be on a contender when a team's all the way out of it. I'm looking at you, Pittsburgh. But, uh... <laughs> they, they I mean, I know we complain here, and, I, and, and we complain because... We've seen like, success. Th- well, there's, like, some... Su- well, 
it's been a long time. Correct. Let's be honest. Like 2012 happened, but like still been a while. I mean, um, I know what you're getting to, but yeah, we yeah. could we we could really we could really be in like in a bad spot. And I know I brought that up before. Like, is it better? Is it better to go into a season knowing like we're we're like we're gonna go down and see our triple A team down on the river, or like we're gonna go downtown and hope that the Reds can put something together because like there's glimpses of of grandeur. Well, how much would that suck if you did live in Pittsburgh and you were a baseball fan? Well, I mean that's just living in Pittsburgh, so correct. It would suck to live in Pittsburgh. However, if you were a baseball fan and you decided like. You know, I, I'm a Pirates fan. To have the a ballpark that's that pretty, I mean, it really is like yeah, it's, an, it's a, a great very, ballpark, very pretty ballpark, and to have something that's that nice there, but to know that you're just filling it with shit year after year after year, and this year, the 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 high the, the we'll call them low lights, I guess yeah. they've been so bad. You know, you had the incident where they couldn't get to first base. And, and yeah. it, the guy turning, turning heel, and then they end up scoring on that play. Um, you had the the home run hit where they 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 couldn't. Again, first base seems to be the the real thorn in the side here. But you know he misses misses tagging first base in his home run trot, and the home run is is called an out. Like that is, and then they overthrew at second base again this weekend. Well, the guy got hit in the groin. Yeah. And then he couldn't, like, get his composure back to make the play, and the, the ball's sailing everywhere. All of a sudden, uh, what, what should have been a routine out. I mean, it looks like it looks like a little, it looks like, like little league baseball going on. It's horrendous. So, yes, to your point, we should appreciate that we are not Pittsburgh, and I think most Cincinnati fans appreciate that all the time anyway but yeah double down on the fact that we are not pittsburgh because their baseball team is a dumpster fire <sighs> inside and of like, a dumpster it's not fire even like, it's not even like when the astros fire. you know it's not even like when the astros were really 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 bad because like they were really bad <laughs> so that they could build up to steal a world series you know yeah but they did it the right way they knew how to they, Everyone was first. Everyone was for sale. So first they got young, and then they took those guys who were decent, and they got younger. Yeah. And then they cheat. And then they, they, built, che- then then they, they built, cheated. Then they built a team that knew how to hit trash cans properly, and steal signs very well, and uh, and put sticky spider tack on their hands, and, and nobody cared about it. Cameras <laughs> in the outfield. And here we are, full circle. Here we are, full circle on the day. And that's the show. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Did you see God. somebody took an inflatable trash can and threw it out on the field this weekend? I think that's, that's happened multiple times there. I just saw it on TikTok. Where, where might one get an inflatable trash can? They actually make them for Amazon. parties and stuff, a- a- yeah. A- Amazon, probably. You for can sure. get just about anything you <laughs> need on Amazon. They're specifically designed to throw onto the field at an Astros game. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's an, it's a, a blow up Astros can. <laughs> That's great. So <laughs> I don't know. What are, what are your expectations then for the Reds uh, as the season progresses here? And, you know, uh, 
real quick. I typed inflatable trash can into Amazon and auto-filled inflatable trash can Astros. <laughs> there you go. That's what it is. Um, I mean, the Reds are really doing their best to get to my 86 wins that I uh, claimed at the very beginning of several months back and I was told I was an idiot and then I told Ed that I would eat like 10 cheese conies or something if if they didn't win 86 games. I, I, can't I forgot hear about that. I gotta, yeah. Gotta keep that in mind. Well, and well, I ate no. one cheese coney today at lunch and I was like, whoa, that was rough. <laughs> <laughs> so so they the Reds really gotta come through for me. I can't eat a cheese so, coney at work because then I'm not getting any more work done for the rest of the day. Yeah, I see that. So do you think this is sustainable, though, to have this type of success with, with the way the, the bullpen's pitching, the way that the offense is really taking off? You know, because we, I mean, we talked last year about how we, we couldn't figure out the offense, and now they, have, they look to have cracked the code on this offense thing, and they, they look like they're having fun. Well, I yeah. want to say it's well, sustainable, here's but the then... Thing is, like, I, think, I, think the, I think they're, you know, you, you can get, at the beginning of the season, you'll have things happen, right? Like, sure. and, and what does everybody say? Uh, sample size, sample size. Mm-hmm. I, I think the offense is who we think they are, for lack of a better, like, descriptor on it. You know what I mean? Let they're, them off the hook. They're a, they're a pretty good offense. Yeah, they're, they're mostly carried in numbers boosted by uh, the two best hitters in the league. Uh, that helps, but I mean, they're pretty solid throughout. I mean, there's a couple of holes here and there, but the offense is still pretty solid and they get runs across. Uh, not so far tonight, hopefully soon. Um, but well, since getting trounced by the Phillies, 17, three, 17 to three, uh, you know, they had the four game sweep of the cards where the least amount of runs they had was a four, two first game of that series. Um, but every other time, 6-4, 5-2, Then against the Brewers, they they dropped one, 5-1. But then 7-3 against the Brewers. They lost 7-2. That's their other loss in this this whole timetable. Uh, but then the Reds ended up beating the Rockies, 10-3, 6-2, 10-2. So they had a fantastic weekend, as we well know. And then um, they won last night. 10. And then they won last night, 10-2. So they're really putting some some runs up on the board. Like That's a, that's a lot of runs in the course of that that span. Oh, what happened? Uh, it was a really awful swing there at the the end oh. of that inning. Oh, I, I was, it, it was already a, on commercial. I'll save yeah, you too. Yeah. Sorry, I'm behind. I'm streaming on my phone. Um, yeah, I mean the offense is what, like I said, they they are who we think they are. I mean they're pretty good offense. They're gonna put runs up. You just got to have, and hopefully, you know, you, you started to see guys like Castillo starting to come around mm-hmm. and have good outings. I mean, Mally's been pretty solid all year. Mm-hmm. Uh, as long as you, you know, you, if you can get some of these guys, I mean, Gutierrez, Gutierrez. has been a, yeah. an extremely pleasant surprise, which I think we all thought maybe he would come up and do well. I know Clay kind of cautioned everybody, um, which it, it rightfully so. His career numbers uh, in the minor leagues aren't what they are this year. Um but obviously, you know, he had, he had a a year of COVID ball, for lack of a better term for it, where right. 
they're at an alternate site playing like inter squad scrimmages and things. Um, where Got to work maybe, on mechanics. Maybe that, maybe that yeah, maybe, and maybe that was the key to it, and it, it seems to be so. I mean, he's had three outings, which have all been pretty solid outings. Um, I think so the that, one, the one loss that he had in there is was like a one run right. deal or something. Um, and so now you have Santion coming coming up, and, yeah. and he did. He did. I, w- I wouldn't say like great, but it, it was, wasn't clean. It, it was wasn't clean, but it but it it wasn't Jeff Hoffman. He got out of some jams, and you know, he, I think at one point he got out of a bases loaded jam, mm-hmm. and uh, you know he he had himself a, a pretty good debut. Yeah, no, I, I agree, and I hope. Uh, I mean, obviously, he's a, a Phil guy right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you but, also have to think that you have Lodolo and now Hunter Green at the triple A level. Yeah. And, and Hunter Green has advanced a lot quicker than I thought he would. A lot quicker. And, and I hope that it, I mean, when you look at it though, he, they've built him up. I mean, he, he threw over a hundred pitches in his last double A start before they announced that he was coming up to triple A. And I'm sure they have full conversations with the Reds front office as far as how far they want him to go into those games. Like they're not just giving the manager free reign to just, let him go out there and pitch his arm off, and, right? And like I said, I mean, it's been it's weird. I mean, this is now another night uh, this week where you've got a guy going. I mean, what Gutierrez went one hundred and hundred and ten yesterday. Well, Brad Brock's in now. Or, that yeah. that is the thing that happened. So we'll, well see. Yeah, if, I mean, I mean, we'll we'll see if the bullpen is able to. I mean, it's a zero zero game still, uh, but you know, we'll we'll see if the the bullpen still got it. I mean, but to, here's the thing: it's like. It, you can't criticize David Bell tonight on, oh, you pulled your star. That's another night. You He right. put the trust in the starter. Well, and, and when Castillo, Clay was on. Castillo gets you to the, he gets you to the eighth. He bridges you to the eighth inning and gives up no runs. You've when, got to look at yourself as a bullpen pitcher for the Reds and say, I'm going to go out here and throw strikes Help my first. guy. I'm going to throw strikes and I'm not going to groove something down the center for one of these guys. I mean, the Brewers don't have the greatest offense. Let's not, let's not help them out. Sure. Let's blow them away with 95 mile an hour high heat. Thank you, Brad Brock. Yeah. I'll say he just struck out his first, his first batter. So I don't know. It's uh maybe, maybe there was a players only meeting. We don't know about. Those things, those are real things. Sure. Because the the bullpen ha- has pretty well been good. Amir well, Garrett hasn't allowed a, a run in 11 of his last 14 outings. Clay, a- you know, Clay, Clay did say when he was on that as the season progressed, you'd probably see these pitchers going a little bit deeper in the game, and they weren't trying to pitch their arms off at the beginning of the season as it's – as we all, I mean, it's well documented. It's this is a, a marathon, not a sprint. This is true, but the other thing is, like, when you do that, and you've got a bullpen like the Reds have had, it's you know, the you, tough you can, swallow, you, you, sure. you can, Well, you can, and you can run into burnout in your bullpen. So we'll we'll see what they end up doing. It's uh, it's definitely uh, encouraging. And and again, I I wanted to just mention Hunter Green, tremendous season thus far at the double a level congratulations to him for getting promoted up to the triple a level 
and we'll we'll see how long it takes for him to again get that get the next step. Now we definitely should go down to Louisville and catch a game. <laughs> it's uh, I it was funny to hear Larkin talking about you know his promotion to AAA because he's like, why did he just quit playing shortstop? He could have done both. I mean, you just kicking shortstop to the curb like that. Like, why would he? Why would he not do shortstop? Do you think that's something that we'll see though? Like more guys trying to be like that Shohei Itani to where you're, if you are a five tool player to continue to play both in the field and pitch every fifth day. Yeah. I mean, if you see the success that he's having, what team's not going to want a player who does that? I just don't know that you're going to have somebody who's you're gonna, at the that, levels that Otani is at. It, well, it's that, not going to be few and far between, but yeah. if you can, if you can put together, if you, if you've got a guy that is a, a show you who is, who is like, Looking at, at being like the ALDH representative in the All Star game, mm-hmm. that that's almost unfair for the AL All Star team because now they get a, they get a really good pitcher that's going to come in and be their also a really good DH. It's unbelievable the the season that guy's having, and just who would have thought that? I mean, I know the Reds have had some pitchers who were able to either you know play in the field like we've seen with not just. Uh, Michael Lorenzen, but uh, that pitcher that we got from Arizona back some years back, um, who I think he kind of started the trend when he was in Arizona of, of being a pitcher who would sometimes um, his last name started with an O, I believe. Um, I, I mean, I remember like Latos would go out there and play outfield during uh, batting practice. Micah, we... Micah Owings. Micah Owings. Micah Owings. Yes, it was. Um, but yeah, he, uh, he would, you know, go and play outfield and be brought into, I don't mean, maybe he didn't even play the outfield. I know he'd be brought in to pinch hit, but, yeah. um, anyway, but just kind of, even those pitchers though, even those pitchers that, that you're talking about that, like, you know, you got these guys that come up and you're like, oh yeah, like, you know, that's a pitcher that can hit. You're talking about a guy that's batting like 150, you know, but with has a home a good run. Sw- right, has a good swing, has a little home run power. Like you're not you're not talking about a guy like Shoei Atani who is like a beast. Right. I mean, he's just good all at the way around. Right. Yeah, at everything. It's funny to it's funny to see people make jokes like, you know, like they ESPN puts a thing up like Shoei Atani started the game, you know, pitched five innings or six innings and now he's in center field and people are like Oh, I did that when I was, you know, I did that when I was eight years old. Like, right. Of course. And so did he. And he's still doing it. But <laughs> well, he's getting paid a lot of we've money. Got, to we've do got it. friends from high school whose kids are, are uh, catching and then pitching. Like, it's it's some crazy. Yeah. So right. do, you, do you think that the MLB is going to continue the rules as they currently stand with not having, because they, they've said they're going to have the discussion again in the offseason about making it a universal DH. They've got to. It is absolutely miserable watching pitchers bat now that we had the DH. Yeah. I miss the DH personally. I'm with you. The National but, League DH? Absolutely. Correct. Yeah. And I, I would love this team, this specific Reds team is built for a DH spot. Like, Winker. you're leaving someone on your bench at any given moment. That is, we would love to have the extra bat as opposed to what we're running out there. Let's go! 
All right. He just struck out Vogelbach. One, two, three. Yeah, he's he's kind of been a, a bit of a thorn in their side. Yeah, I don't like that guy. Nope. That is. But awesome. he does look like a, he does look like once he retires from baseball, he'll be really good at beer league softball. Husky <laughs> man. He, he is a husky man. Speaking of beer league softball, I feel like Ed could probably hit some bombs. I used to play beer league softball. Doesn't your brother? Doesn't your brother Greg hit hit bombs? Uh, Greg, yeah, he used to. Yeah, he's uh, he's retired now. Oh, unless he told me like though that they don't make them run the bases if they hit a home run. Well, if you hit too many of them, it's an out. That's 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 a garbage rule too. That's a terrible rule. Well, because all those guys are up there. It is slow pitch softball. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Um, anything else you guys want to touch on the Reds? No, I'm just really excited. I hope that they're able to to keep this uh, rolling and, and then roll into the, the Padres, who seem to be on a little bit of a down swoop right now. Well, and, we're, uh, we're over 500 for the first time in this uh, deep into a season. I, I saw a stat that it's the first time in, that they've been over five, well, at 500 or over uh, sit, like past June. Since 2004, since August of 2014. Oof, that's a, that's a tough stretch. We were undefeated this time last year. They were dead. Huh. I guess minus last, minus last season. That's the caveat. There's like a, an asterisk. Yeah. So, uh, the college football playoff had an announcement this week, which would probably Dan Horde says it would affect the Bearcats more so than any other team in all of college football, as they are going to be expanding the college football playoff from four teams. And we have seen a pretty much cycle of the same roughly 10, 10 teams or so uh, in the, in the four spots for the college football playoff, but they're going to be expanding that to 12 teams as if everything goes according to plan, it still has to be finalized. And the way that the rules stand, uh, one of the things that I mentioned last night on my other podcast uh, with Bearcat Journal, you can check it out, Bearcat Bounce. But uh, that's the BBP for the cool people. For the cool kids. So, you know, I, I mentioned this last night, though, is the wording specifically said that the... The, the winner of whatever the top six conferences. They didn't say the power five plus whatever power six, like yeah. the group of five. Was well, that's going to, that, that's the, that, that's a big uh, shot at like what the Pac 12 and the, was it the Big 12 now? Big 12, Pac 12. Yeah. You could argue even the ACC because yeah. they really only have Clemson. Yeah, but they're right. So like you're going to have a team like that that's going to be ranked pretty high as the conference sure. champion. Sure, but I mean that doesn't necessarily mean that the conference is the top conference just because you have one of the top teams coming from that conference. Well, if one of the top teams is coming from that conference, they're going to be the conference champion, so they're going to take that. They're going to take that. I don't, uh, I don't mean spot. that the that the ACC is not going to have a representative because I think you're probably still going to see the the Power Five schools for at least for a little while anyway continue to be the Power Five schools, but it is going to level the playing field out because now as a kid who is looking at what college should I go to, you're going to have them saying 
I don't have to go to these 10 schools to potentially be in a national championship conversation. I can go to some of these other schools. So I think you're going to start to see some more just dispersion of the four and five stars as they find themselves at maybe some other schools where they could get, I mean, Cincinnati's talking about potentially having anywhere from four to maybe, maybe four first round guys. Well, here's the thing. Just like you're saying, if I, if I'm, if I'm kind of a big deal player and I want to be like, Hey, I want to have a chance at, at a, you know, a national championship every year. Obviously, you're still going to have your your Ohio States and Clemson's and Alabamas and things of that nature. Sure. But if I'm looking at like, hey, I, I want to be in the playoff. I haven't been maybe recruited by one of those teams. Instead of them falling off and going to play with like at Michigan or you know another Big Ten school or like an even like a Notre Dame, which apparently under this this plan, they're going to have to be one of the six other at, teams. At large, right. At large right? And, and yeah, they're probably going to end up getting it if they're up, you know, but they, they're still going to have to be up towards the top. Sure. Right? And they could be passed over. They could. Because it's at large. Right? I think, I think they're... So they're you've got a, guy like, you've got a guy like Luke Fickle who can come to you and sit in your living room and say, here's the deal. You come here, we're going to continue to destroy the AAC, and they're going to put us in the college football playoff. They're not sitting so, in the living room; they're going to the barn. So about the barn, that's true. I've been, I've been you talking went to, to the barn. You went no, to the no, barn, Aaron. I, I haven't been to the barn yet, but I've been talking to kids all week. I've been talking to both uh, the commits and the uh, recruits that have been the official visits. I've been talking to them all, like since Sunday Sunday at noon. Uh, it was when I started making texts and phone calls to these kids and, uh, they all dude, every single kid is like the barn is awesome. It would hold a hundred to 200 people. There's an indoor basketball court. Damn. There's an outdoor basketball court. You can like, they had catered Montgomery in at Friday's dinner for this official visit. And they said that even with all the kids, all of their families, all the coaches that were there, all the hosts that were there from the team, they all fit in the barn and you could still have a pickup game going on in the barn. That's how big the barn is. Real quick question. As a Cincinnati native, do you really cater in Montgomery in? Like, uh, people do it all the time. What do you mean? Why wouldn't you? I mean, I don't know that Montgomery in is the best barn well, in Cincinnati. They, they, they went with they went with brisket. They went with chicken. They went. I mean, they had all sorts of stuff. It wasn't like just your. You absolutely get Montgomery would, in. You, you do some type of Cincinnati staple for sure. You, you wouldn't switch it up with maybe some Eli's. No. Mm-mm. Really. No, because it wasn't just sandwiches. Like they had a catered dinner. What's Eli's going to do? Is it like a nice catered dinner? You could do. Like you want to impress the kids, not have them eat a. You don't want to have them eat a pulled pork sandwich. You don't have to put it on a sandwich. You can put it on a plate. Hot take. Eli's doesn't impress me. I'm going to have to go with that, too. But also, there's some other great barbecue places in Cincinnati that we could have. Okay. But that you don't you go with Montgomery Inn. It's a staple. I guess. I, as I've gotten I older, I have not found Montgomery Inn to be my favorite. I'm not mad at the choice. 
I mean, they are, they also you have to. I bet they had Grater's ice cream too. I mean, you have to keep in mind though that they they have a catering service. Like literally, they have a catering service, so they're accustomed to handling this number of people. I, that's fine. I if I'm a high school kid coming into Cincinnati in Luke Fickle's barn, yeah, I'm gonna grab us and look at me in. I guess, yeah, that's fine. All right, I got you. I would eat McDonald's at Luke Fickle's barn for sure. <laughs> for, if it, if maybe, it got me in, hey, Taco maybe, Bell maybe there. Luke can let us start doing our podcast from the barn. <laughs> I'd drive to the east side. I think I would. I would. Uh, I, I don't know where he lives, but I would drive there if he well, would let us do the podcast. From the I barn. was driving Luke, if you're listening. Indian. I was driving through Indian Hill on Friday, and I'm not going to lie, I was looking for the, the the barn. His kid his kid goes to, what, McNick? Yes, I believe so. I think Moeller. so. I thought Moeller. Oh, Moeller? Moeller makes more sense. Yeah. So it's yeah. it's somewhere on the east side that he, yeah. he resides and has so built good. a barn. The barn is, like, decked out in UC logos as well. Like they're, The they're, basketball court's red and black. The court the court has a big logo. one, at least. A big sea paw on it, so... Um, you know, it's, it's not necessarily going to be the easiest sell if he has to leave Cincinnati. So that brings so me to I, my that brings me to my boy Jack from the from the barstool people, right? So he says that Luke Fickle's going to leave. Like he's like, oh, you're going to have him for another year. You don't. And and Chad said this on on the pod. You don't you don't buy that if you plan on leaving in a couple years. You don't, you don't build, build a, a house, barn. a palace, a barn if you plan on leaving in a couple years because that's going to be a hard sell, number one. And number two, like, that's a waste of money if you're only planning on using it for a year. It's stupid. So one of the kids that I interviewed said, I guess you can see exactly where all that uh, extension money went. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed so hard when he said that. <laughs> who, did, who did he contract to build a barn do we know but, but here here's the thing is like baker you know, back back to the playoff expansion mm-hmm. you've got to think that if that's going to go through luke fickle ain't going nowhere nope. nowhere because May, maybe you, maybe you he just, was thinking about it before you open the gate but but if you're telling me that i can come in here and i can recruit the kids that i'm recruiting now mm-hmm at the level that I'm recruiting now, and and it's still like a long shot that I'm going to make the playoff because of the way the committee runs things. Even though like we all know that they probably should have made the playoff, sure, right, correct. But now you're going to tell me that I got to win the AAC and just be ranked as one of the top six conferences, mm-hmm. like easy. Well, not to, mi- not to mention, I'm gonna come sit. I'm gonna come sit in every one of those kids' living rooms and tell them, "Look, here's your invitation to the barn. When you get there, I'm gonna show you all of the games we've played in the college football playoff. And you know, we're not we're not getting run out. And, and well, guess what? That first that round point, game, that first round game is gonna be in Nippert. At that point, the only teams that you're recruiting against are Houston, Memphis, UCF, and UCF, and that's it. And tell me this, tell me this, UC is the conference champion. They get into, they get into the college football playoff, right? What team in their right mind, what, yeah, what team from like the South? Cause that's, you know, the SEC teams from a warm climate wants to come into Nippert in the middle of the winter and play UC. No one, no one. Ohio State won't even come to UC. 
And they surely aren't coming back to Cincinnati to play down at Paul Brown again. Oh, 42 to nothing, Aaron. 42 to nothing. Oh, we hear okay. that every time. Well, well it's not a rebuild in a rebuilding year. Yeah, they thumped us pretty good. Let's not but forget the rest of that season turned the rest of that season turned out pretty well. Let's not forget, even with the playoff expansion, we even had Bob Huggins back in town this year who says that Luke Fickle can take the Bearcats to the, the Big Twelve. Like it's not he said that UC will be in the Big Twelve why, with Luke, under why, Luke Fickle. Why do you why do you why do you I mean I don't think you want to go. If well, you start if you start right. going into the college football playoff, money's gonna come here. Right. Well, TV I'm contracts saying, like, are going to come here. If they didn't expand, you still have that, right? You still have that Luke Luke Fickle is going to take this team to one of the big conferences. I mean, I think I, I think I, I don't I don't think you leave the AAC if they expand it, and you can essentially say we you know it's between it's going to come down to like us and and okay maybe Memphis probably more likely UCF every year. Maybe maybe Houston every now and then. Yeah. But otherwise, UC is going to turn the AAC into their Conference USA and just dominate. Yep. So, the, I then, mean, that's, that's, they, the only, that's the only drive, though, would be money. So if you can get into and even then, I think you would almost hold out for a Big Ten invitation or an SEC invitation or something along that lines. Uh, one of the interesting developments that I've seen over the last like day or two is the fact that these – conferences are now talking about getting rid of divisions so they don't end up they want the best two teams to be playing for that championship to be going to the to get the automatic bid as opposed to having these division champions playing because that's not necessarily your your best two teams yeah i mean that that could be that that's true that could be really wild if like i mean because we've seen things like crazy things happen where like what ohio state loses to like Purdue, you know, like you, you I mean, obviously like a, a team like that, if they were like that much better than everybody would likely still get an at large bid, but they sure. wouldn't, they wouldn't get the home game the first round. Correct. And then, right. so say Ohio, St- like, let's just put it out there. Like, let's say like Ohio state is the best team in the big 10. They get to that, that conference championship game. They lose to, you know, some, I don't even know how their division. Indiana Indiana is probably the, be- okay. the second best school right now. So let's say they lose to Indiana in, in the conference championship game on a fluke, or just maybe Indiana ends up being better. Whatever they beat them in the conference championship game, they get the auto bid. Ohio State gets an at-large bid and gets sent to like Alabama in the in, like in the right first first round of the first the, round. They're like Alabama, you're gonna you're hosting Ohio State, you know, in the first round and like well with twelve teams, somebody's gonna get a buy, right? You're not just gonna have all 12 teams yeah, playing that, that I, first I, week. I thought they, I think they said like the top four, top four, maybe because they, they said that like the other games would be like the higher seed would get the so home game. They're still pretty much going to make, you know, these, any, any G five school that, that makes it, they're still going to make them play in that okay. first round. Okay. Which, but the, and, it, and if you're the conference champion, if you see ends up being the conference champion, they get a home game. Yep. So you're telling me like, a UC has zero problem selling out Nippert now, and I would imagine it'd be. I mean, can you imagine Nip at night during a playoff in the middle of the winter? In the middle of the winter, none of those other schools want to come to Nippert. They don't. You don't want that smoke. 
They they have one of the top one of the top home records currently standing right now in all of college football. And then also was it is it did it come from that unnecessary roughness nonsense where they like left Nippert out of like one of the like the most like Jack, intimidating? Jack thinks it's one of the worst stadiums. Yeah. yeah. Get out of here. How how the is it dude, one of the worst the dude's stadiums? Probably never even he has he ever even been here. I no, doubt it. No, he he hates UC because of Mick Cronin. That's the only reason why. He doesn't give a <laughs> shit about the football team. He hates UC because of UC basketball and Mick Cronin. He pretty much and said then, it. Mick Cronin, he, Mick Cronin would like mop the floor with that guy. Mick Cronin he lives rent-free in the head of all UConn and Xavier fans like JP throughout Smith the world. said, he 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 thought he 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 thought he was sauced the way he was backpedaling. <laughs> He was <laughs> dead serious, man. The minute he came on Mo's show, he was like, uh, I mean, you know, uh, Luke is I'm not irrational. the worst. Yeah, I'm, I'm irrational. Not, I'll, I'll give him I'll give him credit. The man got a lot of clicks. Oh, yeah. Well, and and he did come onto the show and, and he didn't you know, he, he didn't go the coward's way out, which he initially tried to do and, and tried until, to play until ESPN. everyone until everyone in Cincinnati shamed him into it. Well, no, it, it was also, he was trying to use the excuse of, well, Barstool and ESPN, we don't get along because Barstool was on, literally on ESPN for like three days before ESPN's like, what are we doing here? And they got rid of Barstool. But, you know, he, he, Mo was like, well, I've had, you know, Big Cat, I've had uh, PFT, like, no, it, there is no issue. You can come on the show. It's not like this is directly ESPN. We're on the flagship or anything like that. So I almost offered up our show as a platform, but then I thought maybe the BCJ would probably be a better platform. He might well, actually go even, to that. Even last night, Chad was like, um, I had thought about bringing him on, but yeah, no, uh, that wouldn't have gone real well. We, I, he, Chad said he wouldn't have had the composure that Mo, Mo had. had. Who just basically browbeat the shit out of him and then laughed at him uncontrollably. And then he said that he said that like the meanest thing anybody said to him was calling him beans. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh it's one of the guys that we all follow on on, on Twitter too. I can't think of who it was right now, but we all follow him because he's he's one of the staples that you have to follow. So yeah. that was it was just ridiculous just to see, you know, the all of all of Cincinnati Twitter, like Bearcat Twitter, going after young young, young Jack, the 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 poor guy. You know, he just he had to check with Dave first, and I mean, for as edgy yep. as those guys try to be, like he was really. I, I thought maybe he would come to, up to with be a honest, I didn't smoke. even know he was a barstool guy. Like I, I, I follow a lot of the barstool guys, like across, like you know what I mean, like with. Like they're like rigs and like a lot of the like the golf side of those things that sure. they do, and then like obviously like I followed a lot of them when when uh they started like the uh the business fund where they were you know bailing yeah, all those yeah. businesses out that like those are all feel good stories and I'm I'm always here for that. So. I follow Portnoy and 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 Big Cat, Portnoy. but I don't Porton whatever. Portnoy uh, and Big Cat, but I don't follow a lot of them, and so I thought he was gonna be a little bit more edgy than he was when he came in. Like I thought he was still gonna try to stay on his, you know, on no, his he was platform. just apologetic. <laughs> he turned into a puddle. I was like, I really wish he would. Uh, I really wish he would have like 
stuck out the villain role. Yeah. Double like, down and just gone full yeah. heel. Just completely double and he, down. And he just, and he and apparently he just didn't I, I didn't listen to it. I haven't heard it. So like bring up the CJB situation. Like he doesn't do any of that. Nope. He just apologized profusely for being irrational and uh just completely backtracked on everything. Yeah, you you don't get a you, you don't hold any any water in in my book whenever you when yeah, you like have he, a, have these ridiculous, outlandish, nonsensical takes. Here's the they, thing, though: is he's not he's not going to be able to do it anymore. Like you can't just you can't you can't talk shit on UC now because you've now apologized. The shtick is gone, basically, to all of Cincinnati for being irrational. Like the next time you come out and say something, we're all just going to be like, "Yeah, yeah, okay, dude, we got your number." Like as soon as somebody in the media calls you out, you're just going to backpedal. You're a loser. <laughs> I I think that's how you end that segment. Well done, Jeff. Well done. So the the Bengals wrapped up camp today. Uh, there was uh, there there was supposed to be two more days of OTAs, and they they wrapped up camp. It sounds like they're trying to see if Joe Burrow can be a hundred percent. Um, into the preseason now. We're not talking about game one, but we're talking about trying to work him back to 100% in the preseason, which I know last year he stepped right onto the field as there, there was no preseason at all for the NFL last year uh, because of COVID. Right. So here you have, you know, do you, before we get to the fact that they closed camp up and all of that, as we talk about just this Joe Burrow thing, do you want him out? in any type of capacity in no. the preseason or not even just for a couple reps. No, no. Or a series or anything. Uh, no, no risk, no reward. No, the reward the risk is, is that, the you, that, and I know people are going to say like, Oh, every football game is dangerous. Correct. It is accurate. But, but if he's going to get hurt, if it's going to, you know, uh, hopefully not, obviously, but I, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't think that you risk him out there. I just don't. I mean, in a preseason game, I mean, think about it. Like, if he gets hurt in a preseason game, like everyone would lose their minds. National yes. media would destroy the Bengals. Yes, Zach Taylor, Zach Taylor would be on the hot seat immediately. I mean, if if not fired, <laughs> just subsequently. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't want to see it. I know that they probably, you know, whatever. What are they? Are they only, are they only doing three preseason games now? I believe so because yeah, they got they seventeen added, games, yeah. which right. I keep forgetting that there's seventeen this year. So there's only three. So like, maybe maybe in the second game you put him in for a series or two, and like, just to kind of you know, shake the shake the, the rust off. Because you got you got to think like he hasn't played football in almost a year. Yeah, he hasn't. Right. I mean he. Obviously, he's playing football in practice. limited capacity. Yeah. Sure, right. But then maybe, I don't know if I do. want to. You know what? May, may, you're, ta may, you're talking about you practice. It's not a game. It's not a and, game. You're talking about practice. I don't want anybody to hit him at all. But like, you know, maybe you get him out there to put the pads on and potentially. No, because that that worries me. That you you're you're up against uh, some young gun who is just trying to make the squad in the very last game of spring training. Or uh, 
you know, the, the preseason. He's, he's not running against the ones is the thing, though. He's not running against a kid who's trying to make the team. He's running against the ones. Yeah, but yeah, you also good luck telling the competitor, Joe Burrow, that you're not playing at all. That's a good point. I know. I know, Aaron. It just it scares me, and I and I get. I'm it. just like, trying to play the other side of the fence here. You know? No, it's because we're the Cincinnati odds, fans. The odds it's of because... him getting the odds of him getting hurt in a regular game and in a preseason game are the, are the same. I mean, they really are. But it's because we're uh, Cincinnati unless, fans. Unless, We've seen this happen to unless ourselves. Unless you put him out there, and like Ed said, whoever this is is like, oh yeah, we got this guy who is kind of on the fence, and so we're gonna we're gonna let him run out there in this preseason game for a couple series. And he goes in and tries to like blow up Joe Burrow so he can be the guy that blew up Joe Burrow. And then he, you know what I mean? I see that. And that would happen to us like, because we, we are Cincinnati. Because we're Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah. We need to. So the other kind of development as far as like the two days off, it sounds like because they hit a certain vaccination rate is the reason that they got the extra two days off. That's, uh, that's what it's sounding like here. Um, and also, I think they probably had a little bit of a, a nerve hit when they find when they found out that uh, one of their you know one of their linemen, uh, offensive linemen, uh, Hakeem Adeniji, I think is how you pronounce it. Adeniji. Adeniji. Um, he's he's had a pectoral injury and he's going to have surgery and he's going to be done for the year. Ooh. So you have a backup tackle who might have been a you know, second string guy, depending on how camp went, depending on how preseason went. Um, and so you're down a guy now. So I don't know if maybe that had some, something to do with the decision to give the guys two extra days off or not. Um, in addition to the, the COVID vaccination and what have you, but yeah, they also had every um, single player at voluntary OTAs. So correct. I think I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. You know, well, and yeah, I mean, give, you them, see- give them the rest. Here's the deal: like they're gonna be playing. I mean, I, obviously you've got a, the whole summer or whatever, but like you're gonna be playing 17 games this year. Like, yeah, and, and you know, people want to say like, oh, preseason, you know, they played four, they're still playing the technically playing the same amount of games. It's not. I mean, not. we all know that regular season games are, you know, I mean, preseason games are essentially nothing more than. Uh, in the Pro Bowl, <laughs> as far as competitiveness, I mean, it's, it's, it's just an exhibition, yeah. Right. I mean, they're they're just out there trying not to get hurt. Basically, looks like we're going. Looks like we're going into the uh, into extras here with the free awesome baseball second man on second base rule. Free baseball rule. I don't know if that's a worse rule than the DH rule. Or like, take your pick. They're both terrible. Anyway, um, so I don't know. I mean. I think if you're the Bengals, though, you have to go out and sign one of these guys. They got to go that, get the guy from Washington. I mean, you got to sign somebody. First off, you have them. You have where that guy looks like a monster. He's not, he's not signed anywhere yet. You have the money to sign someone, and it doesn't hurt to bring in more competition. Don't just settle on the fact that you have the guys out there. Competition breeds competition. Like success. they're going, yeah, they're going to continue to get success. They're, they're going to continue to get better and, and drive the other players to, to be their best version of themselves out there if they're worried about losing their job. I so agree. I think, I think you've got to go out there and you got to sign a guy who comes in immediately pressing either Wyatt or uh, Jonah for that starting spot. And I, I think they will. 
the Bengals the Bengals haven't given me any any reason to not believe in them this this year. Yet. So I would I would like I would certainly like to in the in the hindsight of this injury I would certainly like to see them go out and and sign a guy like a guy who again can come in and immediately just a guy no not a or not a jag a, or a guy a dude a dude we want a dude like dudes being dudes I mean dudes being dudes for sure all right but you want a, you want a guy that again just comes in and can be somebody who's vying for that starting spot. I would agree with that. So other than that, is there anything else uh, Bengals related that you want to touch on? No, I'm, I'm excited for the season. This is the first time in a long time that I've been excited for a season to start. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're hitting all the right strides with the new stripes and, you know, just kind of getting some guys in here who are excited to be here, not just trying to be on an NFL roster. That, that, that's the thing. Like yeah. how long has it been since like you've heard like guys like signing Signing with with the Bengals and it being like just like contagious and like like these well, guys out here like I, I'm coming to I'm coming to play here in the jungle I'm gonna you know I'm gonna be a Cincinnati Bengal. I mean I think you can go back to like Andy Dalton AJ Green the beginning of their era uh, you, you kind of got some of that um, you certainly had some of that towards like the '09 season with Carson and Chad and TJ and they were having guys come in um, like an uh, uh, Odom, um, uh, I think it was Odom. I think that was his last name. The defensive end. He was like the highest. Yep. He he was like one of the highest signed, uh, highest paid players um, that the Bengals had ever signed from free agency. One of them, anyway. Uh, but you know, I mean, you've you've seen this in a couple different waves, and I think we're at the beginning of that wave again now. Oh, go ahead. I didn't realize oh. that Brad Boxberger was still in the major leagues. <laughs> well, he just uh, plunked Stevenson. You're so you're ahead of me by like multiple pitches. <laughs> you know, I was thinking about the Bengals today, and this is the first time in a long time that I don't know a lot of the players. Like it's almost like a fresh restart. You know what I mean? Like every year you knew had you had AJ Green and you had Geno Atkins and you had Carlos Dunlap. You, you you knew you had those guys. And this is the first year that I'm like, we have a bunch. I mean, you got you know Jeremy Hill and and, and people still, but this is the first year that we have some. You don't some have Jeremy fresh, Hill. What are you talking about? Did I say Jeremy He's Hill? He's been gone for years. Did I say did I say Yo, Jeremy Hill? Yo Mixon. That's what I meant to say. Sorry. Joe Mixon. Wow. wow. <laughs> wow. I was actually thinking, I, I, have an, I have a Jeremy Hill autograph that I'm trying to sell, and it was with my <laughs> Geno Atkins autograph that I was trying to sell. So that's why those two. Sorry, Joe, Joe Mixon. But like Number this, two producer, Ed. <laughs> Sorry. It's, it's, I didn't take my ADHD meds again Maybe you should study up on the roster a little bit more as, as we get closer and to the Bengals season. <laughs> that was my point. I'm going to have to study up on the roster a little bit more as we get closer yeah. to the season. Very good. Well, on that note, this was another episode of Pardon the Punctuation. Real quick. Yeah. How about, how about the Phoenix and four guy? He, he, I oh one of the greatest fights we've seen this year so far. Just people gotta figure out how to act right in public, man. That gentleman grabbed him by the head, uppercutted him four times, looked over his buddy, went 
Phoenix at four. Uppercutted him again and then sent him off a bone away. Wait, wait, if we're talking about crazy fights, can we talk about very quickly the fight from the Corn Ferry Tour, which is like the minor league golf tour? What? It was a fight in the golf Dude, tour? They arrested someone. A golfer? A golfer. So, golfer, we'll just call them Golfer A. Did he take his spikes off and beat him with it? No. Golfer A hits a ball from the tee into, like, into the long stuff, right? Into the weeds, shall we sure. say. So, he goes to look for his ball, can't find it. He finally, I guess, takes a drop, which is a penalty, right? Right. Hits his ball to the green. He gets to the green. He looks over at player B. Whose caddy is his is player B's dad, right? Their father son caddy player combo, okay. and he's like, "You guys really could have helped me look for my ball." Player B's <laughs> player dad. B's caddy, who is his dad, looks over at player A and says, "Or you could just hit the ball straighter." To which <laughs> then a brouhaha takes place on the green. A brouhaha. And they have to come in. They eject both from the tournament, and the one guy gets arrested. Yes, was it his dad who was arrested? Because that would have no, made this. No, from what I understand, it was uh, the golfer who hit the ball into the weeds. Took offense to the guy, to the caddy, telling him to hit it straighter, sure. and then like uh, and like now, both of them have they, like. Did they bloody up like the white glove? Or I don't, I don't I don't know I don't know anything they, about that because like literally they, the way I just described it player A and player B is how it was described all over Twitter and like people had to like investigate and go in and be like well there were two players that withdrew from the tournament and they were in the same group it had to have been them they didn't use uh the the clubs though as weapons right I don't think so I think it was a straight up fist fight you take a spikes off and beat him with What's, it. What, was there like a, a hand? Like I said, Ed, I think it was a straight up fist fight on the green. I would have loved if they had like reached into the sand trap and gone with the, the sand in the eyes move. <laughs> that would have been fantastic. I don't know. Didn't and Bob also, Barker do that? This up too before, before this is like too old because I won't be on the show next week because I'll be in Arizona. Um, but the Women's College World Series, did either of you watch any of it? I, I would implore you to, if there are any highlights, just go back. They're, those girls are, like, incredible. They pitch from 43 feet away from the plate. They throw the, a softball 70 miles an hour underhand, which is, like, equivalent to, like, almost 100 miles an hour, right? And these, it's, like, it, it, it's the craziest thing I've ever seen. Base hits, they're, like, getting to first base, and they're losing their mind. And then they they get together as a group and they're like doing cheers with the with the the fans in the stands. One one girl, whoa, Torres just got hit. One girl slid into third base, dislocated both of these fingers. Right, and they, they popped fingers. it back in. I did see that. They, they were pointing her her finger like this finger was pointing this way, like it it shouldn't have been. They, she's like, ah, they come out. The trainer talks to her. She's like, like points to the dugout. They go to the dugout. They, they zoom in on her hand, which is mangled. Mangled. Absolutely mangled. And then, and then they just pop it back in. 
tape her up and send her back out and she's back over there staying on third base scores and goes back out and plays first base in the next inning with like that can't feel good i just love that the corn fairy tour is sponsored by the people who do the leadership assessments that's great i love it <laughs> so i wanted to get a lot of those things in like the, those girls that play in in like like college softball and anybody that plays fast pitch softball i mean that's it's like such a defensive game because the field is so small and the ball like is on top of people like right now so anyway i was very impressed by all of them and i watched a lot of it like those games they play multiple games in a day and then like the rain delays were like pushing some of these like like games back to like starting at like 11 o'clock at night and they weren't finishing it till like two in the morning it was wild so we'll get it girl props to them all right well as i had already said this was another production of pardon the punctuation you can get the new merch uh with the uh the nwo style logo uh ptp ed's wearing a hat if you're watching the youtube video (laughs) hat available ed yeah or is that a one-off hat no that's available man if you're watching the YouTube, you can see it. If you're listening to the radio, um, I'm sure Ed can can post some type of picture of the uh, the hat on on the, uh, the the Twitter. Yeah. But for Jeremy Hill Stan and for Jeff, <laughs> I am Aaron, and we're out. Goodbye. Ba-dum-bap. <laughs>